0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: The bubbles are working hard for you, and now it really shows. ta There's a new bathroom cleaner with color power technology from Scrubbing Bubbles. This powerful new foam sprays on blue, and it cleans as it turns from blue to white. Then all you have to do is wipe. Bubbles bathroom cleaner with Color Power technology. We work hard.
0: And it shows.
1: So you don't have to.
2: S.C. Johnson, a family company.
0: I can almost see it That dream I'm dreaming, but There's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it Every step I'm taking, every move I make feels lost with no direction. My faith is shaken, but I, I gotta keep trying, gotta keep.
3: to Gems with Genesis Amar's Kemp Show, being brought to you live from Lagos, Blog Talk Radio, in association with Looking Glass Entertainment, on air now. You can dial in at 516-453-9133 and press 1 to join the conversation, brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. Tonight's theme is The Unexpected Journey of Life. And with me tonight is my co-host, Diedrich L. Moon. And here's a bit about Diedrich. He is the Chief Operating Officer of the Rules of a Big Boss, LLC. The Rules of a Big Boss, LLC, provides empowerment books, clothing, accessories, and services for people of all ages, he is the author of The Unexpected Journey, Fire and Gold. This book is a personal memoir that recounts how he as a single father risked it all to protect and provide for his daughter, Haley. It shares how they became each other's respective heroes on an arduous journey. He is also in the process of writing his first ever illustrated children's book entitled Dear Daughter, A Love Letter. Dear Daughter, A Love Story is an expressive story that reveals the author Diedrich L. Moon's heart through a series of short love letters to his daughter, Haley. The author wrote this story not only for her but for daughters across the world. He writes it to let you know that he loves each other one of you through an extension of Haley in being a dad. He hopes that it helps to shift the paradigm of black men not taking care of their children, especially their daughters. And once again, this is a product of Beverly Nation Online Radio, brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. We are on air now from Lagos. Dial in at 516-453-9133. And without further ado, welcome my co-host of the night, Deidre Moon. Welcome, Deidre.
4: Hey, good evening, Genesis. Thank you for that uh, lovely introduction, uh, and thank you for having me. You know, after listening to it, I said, "Dag, I actually sound like quite a guy, when in reality, I'm really just a guy. <laughs>
3: And I want to thank you so much for being my co-host tonight. As you know, the unexpected journey of life can hit us all differently. But before we dive into that, I'm going to share a little bit um, about who I am. So, When I see myself, Genesis Amaris Kemp, not only am I a trailblazer in my own eyes, but I'm also a firecracker. That bubbly lady with a lot of wit, because I know what I have been through in life, and I know the journey that I'm on. It's not always easy, but there is always a mess that you could curate into a message Similar to the test that you could curate into a testimony because life will throw you different curveballs and challenges, but how you deal with that is what's going to set you up for success because a lot of things happen in our lives, and sometimes it could either cause us to wallow, to shrink, to retreat, when in actuality, if we just look at the situation and realize that this didn't just happen to me, but it happened for me, for me to grow mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally for me to grow personally and professionally, then you start to take the blinders off and you start to chip away the different pieces, and then you see how all of that mess that you were going through wasn't such a bad thing because you're able to see the silver lining in the message that was being brought to you. And it's not always conducive, but when you look at it from a perspective of optimism rather than a perspective of pessimistic, then you're able to see why the pain was necessary. And without further ado, once again, I'm Genesis Amaris Kemp, the host, and my co-host is Diedrich Moon, and we are on air Live from Lagos, you can dial in at 516-453-9133 and press 1, that's numero uno, to join the conversation being brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment, a product of Beverly Nation Online Radio. So, Deidre, when you think about your journey and the unexpected journey, Fire and Gold, the title of your book, and then you think about our title tonight, the unexpected journey of life. How does it speak to you? What type of fire is ignited in you based on your personal and professional life experiences?
4: Well, honestly, you said it all in um, your uh, in a precursor that you provided prior to the question. So, you know, um, not really speaking for myself personally, um, you know, towards my experience, but you know, life in general. Uh, towards the general populace, but you know, life isn't rosy. Uh, Jay Z had a uh, had a uh, famous saying in a song. I can't remember what it, which song it was, but he said that life is rosy, life ain't rosy, but I rose with it. And rose, you know, the play on words, R O L L S with it or whatever. And he's basically saying, you know, expect life to to mess up your plans. It's I mean, you set plans for your life expect those plans to go awry or awry. You know, some people say awry, some people say awry. When those plans do go awry, you have to be able and willing to adjust. Those plans are definitely going to go awry for those of us who believe in God or whatever. So, you know, some of us have planned, you know, uh, that we're going to have children by the time that we're 32 or whatever. We're going to get married and live in this big white house or whatever. Sorry, This big house with a white picket fence or whatever, by the time that we're 25, we're going to get promoted and promoted at our job, and we're going to get, you know, all the recognition and everything that we receive, I mean, that we deserve, but none of that's going to happen. It may happen for some of us, but it won't happen for all of us. The best laid plans always fall down. And when it falls down, the strength of a man or a woman is, how do you react when you get knocked down? And how do you react when you get back up? You have to have a fire inside of you that burns because that fire is what's going to lift you back up when you're down on your knees or whatever. So give a quick story that's not in the book or whatever. <clears throat> so when I was a young man in college or whatever, had a was on top of the world. Um, was majoring in computer science. I uh, was working full time. Uh, had two cars or whatever. And these things are uncommon. One that's only 20, 21 years old. Had my own house and everything. And it all fell down. I was singing. And it all fell down before Kanye West became popular. Because this was like in uh, 1989 or 2000. Within a week's time, I lost. Everything, everything that I worked so hard for, it all fell apart, and I ended up with nothing in the end, so I was essentially bankrupted, and I ended up having to move back home and uh, having to live with my grandmother or whatever, and basically if I wasn't able to go back home to her, I have been homeless, and, you know, I didn't have a plan at that time. My grandmother had a plan, and the plan was just to make sure that she prayed over me and made sure that my mental health was okay at the end of the day, my grandma I am sorry, at the end of the day, my grandmother would always talk to me and pray over me and say, Hey, you know, talk to me about how you had to build that solid foundation, how you had to be a fighter, how you had to fight, you know, with the things that the devil these traps that the devil set for you or whatever and blah blah. And you know, she was setting the precursors for me for the things that will happen later on in life for the challenges that will happen for me later on in life and how I always had to be prepared for the unexpected and how I had to have that fire in my belly that would not allow me to ever give up and always be willing to fight and adjust my plan. So at that young age, I learned how to be a fighter and I learned how to fight the journeys on the prayer field, not the battlefield, but on the prayer field later on in life as told in the journey,
3: fire, and go. That's beautiful because sometimes people could see the outside looking in, Dietrich, and they think everything is fine and dandy, but they may not know internally that you are crying out for help and that you are going through spiritual warfare, that you're going through emotional warfare, that you're going through emotional battles inside of you. So everything may look good. You may put on a smile on your face. You may say, oh, when people ask you, how are you doing, I'm well, and et cetera, and people just don't know. They think everything is all right, and then whenever they ask you a question, they never think to really go deep diving or beyond the surface level. But if someone truly knows you for who you are – then they will know whenever your mannerisms are off or whenever the tone of your voice changes or whenever something else is going on. But I hate when people just assume that everything is okay and they never take the time to really go deep diving with us. But a true friend and that roof in your life will see beyond, beyond the mask that you're putting on when you say everything's okay and really go deep diving. And I like the transparency and the vulnerability that you just shared about how you said it all falls down and you were saying that before um, it was popular and how you also had to humble yourself and you went to move in with your grandmother and you did all of those things because that also shows the type of character that you are and the man you are because how many men in your age group would swallow their pride and, you know, shrink back and say, you know what, I'm on my, I'm on my wit's end. Let me go seek a safe haven at my grandmother's, let me do this. Does that make sense, Deidre?
4: Yeah. Yes, it absolutely does uh, make complete sense. Um, And it was a safe haven. And, you know, um, Psalm 23 definitely came into play. Um, You know, uh, I'll prepare... Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. My wives, thy staff, they comfort me, or whatever. Blah, blah. All of that came into play as I was going to my grandmother's house. The story of the prodigal son came into play as I was going to my grandmother's house, because I left home with a lot of pride. And I ended up having to come home with with a great sense of humility, because... I ended up returning, I meant to say this, but I forgot. I ended up returning back home with less than what I left home with, and I had just left home a year ago and returned back with nothing more than the clothes in my back um, or whatever and a cl- and some clothes in a bag. That's all I had. And, you know, the difference was, was that, you know, um, or where uh, Psalm 23 got cut off as it said that I prepare a table for you in the presence of our enemies. Well, I wasn't going into the presence of our enemies and going to my grandmother's house, but I was being prepared for the t- the table of my enemies with respect to my grandmother's house and everything. And, you know, there are so many tales that come from that, but Granny's house was a place that I had to go to be strengthened Mentally, spiritually, and physically. It was very much like the prodigal son returning. And, you know, and it was funny what you said about, you know, um, people would ask me, was I okay? And I would say, yeah, I'm doing fine. But inside, I was really uh, extremely depressed and extremely broken. And I didn't believe that I would ever recover from, you know, the, uh, from the circumstances that I was in. But God had another plan. He just needed me to be. He just needed me to wait. So Isaiah forty thirty one came into play too. Uh, they that wait. They that wait on the Lord shall mount up on wings like the eagles and soar. It wasn't my time to yes, soar. He needed me to pause so that I could bake a little bit, little bit more, and then in baking, he was like, "I'm going to do something greater in you." but I need you to wait. You need the nourishment that you can only get at Granny's house before you can achieve the next set of goals that I have set before you. So I understood then, or I'm sorry, I didn't understand then. I understood later that it was all purpose by design that I got knocked down on my butt and that I had to fall before I could crawl again. I'm sorry, before I could walk again.
3: Amen. That was beautiful. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper there. But before we do, let me just reset. We are on air live from Lagos. Dial in at 516-453-9133 and press one to join the conversation brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. This is a product of Beverly Nation online radio. And we're going to go on to our next track. By Internet, International Internet Radio Hall of Fame, this jockey, enshrinee, DJ Olasky, DJ, hit that beat. Good evening and welcome back. We are on air live from Lagos. Dial in at 516-453-9133 and press 1 to join the conversation brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. This is a product of Beverly Nation Online Radio. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris-Kemp, and with me tonight, my co-host is Diedrich L. Moon, and we're talking about the unexpected journey of life. And we have our first caller in the queue. Caller, please state your name and where you're calling from.
5: Hey, Genesis, it's Jerry Paquito. How are you?
3: Hi, Jerry. I'm doing well. How are you?
5: I'm good, sweetheart. I wanted to say hello to you and your co-host.
3: Thank you. My co-host is on on tonight. His name is Diedrich L. Moon. Hi, Diedrich. How are Thanks. you? Thanks so
5: I, I heard a little bit about your story, what you were saying. You know, um, life turns different ways for so many people, some good, some bad, some mm-hmm. right in the middle, you know? I um, had a friend recently, her home she was renting with her three kids and her grandson, granddaughter, I'm sorry, burned down to the ground. And, oh. you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're living in a hotel right now. And, um, you know, we think about how fortunate we are based on other people's circumstances. You know, um, life takes turns, that's for sure. But, you know, God has his hand in everything and you know I believe I'm a, a woman of faith and I just believe that God's got this you know and when when one door closes another one opens but I'm so happy with your journey I was listening to what you were saying so God bless you
4: Thank you Jerry Thank you. and you know let me let me give you a little bit of inspiration for your friend this isn't really my story this is more my family story okay yeah. So so I think I was, I think maybe 10 years old at the time. I don't remember exactly. But my grandmother's house was always my safe haven or whatever. I should have said with that or whatever. I think it was pretty obvious based off of what I shared uh, in my initial diatribe or whatever. But anyway, when I was about 10 years old, my grandmother's house burnt down. And it burnt down because my Aunt Tracy, I'm sorry, I should say my Aunt Pastor Tracy Miller, left her curling iron on at my grandmother's house. And that curling iron caught on fire, burnt the house to the ground, and it ended up killing our pets, our cat and our dog. And it was a tragedy. And, you know, there was a picture in my hometown newspaper, the Greensboro News Record, with my aunt standing in front of the house uh, while the fire department was trying to put out the fire, with her crying and everything because it was her fault. But there was a blessing in disguise in my grandmother's house burning down. You see, what happened was over the years the house ended up becoming, um, I don't want to quite say unlovable because it wasn't that bad, but the house ended up being in poor condition. Um, the, the wood and the floors were rotting, uh were beginning to rot, um, because it was a very old house. It didn't have central AC. It didn't have central heat. The, the central heat and air conditioning went out and we ended up having to use the stove to, um, to heat the house. And, um, there were snakes under the house and there were also, and then it also started getting roaches or whatever. So the house was really not a um a very good place to live, but that fire created opportunity because it, it rose a phoenix from it. And What ended up happening is my grandmother's house. Sorry, insurance ended up paying to have the house totally rebuilt, totally remodeled and everything, and my grandmother got to choose everything that went into the house, the type of carpet, the type of roof, uh, ended up getting her central A.C. and heat into the house and everything, ended up getting to rebuild her house back in the same condition that it was, but only better. And once that house ended up being rebuilt, we created new memories. In that house, the furniture was gone, the old pictures were gone, all of the family heirlooms and everything were lost. But we were able to create new memories in that house. And like I said, this was when I was maybe 10 years old, so this would have been around like 1988 or so. But fast forward to 2000, 2001, when I had to come back to my grandmother's house, it was the only place that I could foresee myself going. It was either there It was either there or on the streets, and I certainly wasn't choosing the streets. I was definitely going to go to Granny's house. That was the only place that I thought that I could come, and that was the only place that my grandmother wanted me to come. Um, She called a friend of mine when everything fell down, down, and she told him, bring my baby home. Bring my baby home. I have a place for him, and he'll always have this place that he could call home. Fast forward all these years later, my grandmother's passed away and the aunt that burned the house down is currently living in that house to this day.
5: Well, wow. thank you for telling me that story. God bless you, ma'am, because you just helped me. And I will pass that along to my friend.
4: You're very welcome.
3: And Jerry, wow. I know that you have a GoFundMe going on right now. For your friends So I wanted to make sure I mentioned that Live on the air In case anyone is moved Or it's laid on their heart To do something to help this family So for those of you listening If your heart was touched By what Diedrich said or by what Jerry just mentioned about her friend, because it is a hard time for everyone. You never know someone's situation, and we're not here to pressure you. But if you feel led to be a blessing in this holiday season, please um, let me know. Reach out to our producer, our, our DJ, and Jerry and I will share the information for you so you could sow a seed and be a blessing to another family in this time of need. And even if you may not have it monetary say a prayer or or say something to just uplift this family spirit.
5: Thank you, sweetheart. Wow. God bless you. Wow, thank you.
3: My pleasure. And thank you so much Jerry for calling in and let the listeners know when is your next show on this ONE Dynasty. <laughs>
5: My show was last Tuesday night, so it's four weeks from this past Tuesday, 9.30 p.m., guys. It's Jerry Petito Show. And, again, thank you both. You just gave me a huge blessing tonight.
3: My pleasure, and thank you again. And for you listeners, that was Jerry Petito, a.k.a. the Jersey Jewel. She is also an O A O N E host here on this, and she has a lot of accolades behind her name. So back to you. We are on air live from Legos. You can dial in at 516-453-9133 and press 1 to join the conversation. Brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. This is a product of Beverly Nation Online Radio, and we are discussing the unexpected journey of life with myself, Genesis Amars Kemp, and my co host, Diedrich L. Moon, on GEMS, this radio segment. So, Diedrich, before we went to our second track, you talked a lot about how your grandmother's house was your safe haven. You shared more about your journey. And it was such a blessing, the story that you just shared with Jerry about your grandmother's house because... Even though it was burnt down to the ground, what I heard, the silver lining being, was that was a blessing. The house was burnt down so it could be rebuilt and restored and there could be newness in it. And the newness that came about was the new fond memories that you guys curated, the blessing that your grandmother was able to pick everything out brand new, how she wanted it and how she imagined it. So who knew if that was, you know, A kairos moment or a chronos moment. And kairos is a God appointed time, and chronos is a chronological moment. So let me know if that resonates with you because sometimes people use different words interchangeably. But I always think that sometimes when we sit back and we're still and we're quiet, and we allow things to be imparted into us as well as receive spiritual downloads, or maybe it's your intuition, your discernment, or maybe some people say the woo-woo, then you're able to really process and analyze things. But I know for me, when I'm still in quiet and I'm not trying to do things a million miles per hour, and I sit back and I let God usher in His presence in my life, then He orchestrates my steps and He leads me and guides me in the way that He would like me to go. So that is amazing. So I want you to really talk about what are some other um, unexpected journeys in your life that has made you the man you are today, Deidre, Because I know you're a, you're a single father. You're raising a teenager, and I know you are also helping your daughter in her business, and she's doing some incredible things. So let's highlight Haley, and let's highlight um, some more of your life story.
4: Well, that's probably um, what you just said is probably the the, the biggest one or the largest one, um, you know, becoming a dad. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say become a dad. I should say becoming a parent. Um, You know, becoming a dad in and of itself was a life changer for me in and of itself because I knew then that I had to change. I had to become a better person. I had to become a leader. And, you know, I couldn't be a follower anymore. And what I mean by that is that I had always relied on my grandmother to steer my ship, to steer north, south, east, or west. But in becoming a dad, I couldn't rely on her anymore. I had to be the one. Steering the ship north, south, east, and west, because not only now, my dad, I'm also a husband at this time. And you know, and this was, you know, one of the first times, becoming a dad was one of the first times that I ever, you know, just dropped to my knees and prayed without my grandmother praying with me or telling me what to say in my prayer. I just said, hey, you know, God, you know, hey, I am in this position. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be a dad. I don't know how to be a husband. I don't know because I've never seen the guy. I've never met the guy or whatever. I didn't have a, 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 uh, a you know, a, my mom's husband or whatever in my life to, you know, help shape and mold me or whatever. And then when I looked at the different men in my life, all of them were flawed. And, you know, everybody is flawed. But when I say that they were flawed, they were flawed enough to the point of saying, I don't want to follow their model. I need a better model to follow, and the only model that I can see myself following that, you know, really appeals to me is Jesus. And I ain't never, I've never met him. So, Lord, I need you to step in. I need you to take control of this ship, and I need you to guide me. And it guided me, I need you to show me what type of husband I need to be. I need you to show me what type of dad I need to be or whatever. I finally give my life over, and I am inviting you in to take over because I can't do this anymore Um, alone. I've survived 28 years by myself, and this is 29 or whatever, but now at 29, I am admitting I am clueless. Please come on in. Take control. I give it all over to you. So, you know, um, he came in and he he knocked on the door, or whatever, it started making me into a better person or whatever, but you know, the um that was just planting the seeds. The flowers started to take bloom probably about two years after I um, said that prayer and saying that, hey, you're going to actually need to raise this child. And in raising her, you're going to have to become the central parent. You're going to have to get custody of her, and you're going to have to raise her. And in raising her, you're going to need to be malleable because you are going to need to sometimes wear a dress and being like a mother. And then other times, you're going to need to be firm and being like a dad. So you need to be able to fit in any position or role that she needs you in. So... You know, as she got older, having to talk to her about, you know, her reproductive cycle, about S T D STD, STD, I can't even get it out of my mouth, STDs and matters of the sort, um, you know, having to go out and buy feminine products for, having to take her to get fitted for uh, bras and things of that nature. All of these things are out of my league because I've never seen them before. But You know, they were in my league because my daughter trusted me and wanted me there. And, you know, and there was these big life changes and things that I had to do that made me into who I want, who God needed me to be, but not only who God needed me to be, but who my daughter needed me to be. And I never thought that in a million years that I would ever be placed in a position such as this, particularly given my background earlier in life where I was always so wholly irresponsible and always ended up having to go (laughs) lean on granny to clean up my messes, whether in prayer or in practice. But now it's like, hey, you don't have granny to rely on anymore. If you fall, it's on you. So now you only have to rely on God's strength. So you better make sure that you plan things. You better make sure that you plan things. You better make sure that you have a backup plan at all times because now you have someone that's completely relying upon you to not fall down. So don't ever fall. And if you do fall, make sure that you have a safety net that you, that can catch you in the event that you do fall. So fast forward, as you know, Genesis, several years later, you know, I've been working for the government for uh, 14, 16 years. have had a fabulous career. Um. Uh, served in roles as like a IT project manager, program manager, contracts ma- contracts manager, uh, and other matters of the sort uh, with various federal agencies and things of, the, of that nature, have met, you know, shook hands with generals, shook hands with um, senior executives of different companies, uh, federal agencies, and other matters of the sort, and was often called upon to do the most impossible things, face Impossible odds are here, or this is an impossible mission. Send Diedrich; he can do it. <clears throat> and every time that I, they said give it to Diedrich, I always delivered. No matter what the circumstances were, I always delivered. And so I was an award-winning uh, employee because of my ability to always do the impossible and do the things that no one else could do. That was on staff, and this wasn't just at one agency. This was at four different federal agencies where I was just the man um, or whatever. But, you know, several years later, I mean, down the road or whatever, my daughter starts to get bullied, and um, her bullying was extreme. So it wasn't like, you know, the normal name calling and things of that sort. It was like sexual assault, attempted murder, and things of that nature and i told the uh the police i told social services i told everyone that was in power that I could do something about it about what was going on but unfortunately the system didn't believe me the system failed my daughter and myself time and again and my daughter ended up becoming um ended up becoming uh suicidal she also ended up developing um anxieties And, you know, she was afraid to go outside, she was afraid to go to school, and she was just afraid to live. And she was blaming herself for everything that was going on, and, you know, and she saw the effect that everything was having on me that she was going through, and she blamed herself for it. And, you know, this is why she was suicidal, and she felt like, you know, it was her fault, and that maybe if she killed herself, you know, things would be better for me, and wow. I'm thinking like, it would have been worse for her to have done this or whatever. You know, I would never have been able to forgive myself if my daughter would have taken her own life because you know, I could stop this. You know, again, this is where you got to rely on God, pray him, pray, 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 pray. Uh, he'll bring you through the fire like me, shat, Shatterack, and the Bendigo. Anyway. Cedric,
3: one second Before we go any further I just want to let this marinate a little bit With the listeners that are tuning in Because it is very heavy material And I want them to process it So while they're processing it We're going to jump into our next track And then we're going to pick up So our track is going to be Right now By International Internet Radio Hall of Fame this jockey shiny d j Olasky, and then we're gonna pick up in on this story and really dive in deeper, so we can hear more about Haley's journey and your story because it is very heavy material, and I want people to see how the tide of the battle turned so d j hit that beat,
4: no matter what you're going to. I know that you can stand. For your life is in.
0: It is in. I know I know that
1: I Hang on, joy is coming. I know Go it.
0: Back, my way. Jesus my life. My life is in Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With him, I know I've been taken. With him I know. With him, I, know right, I feel like having some church in here. No matter what. Yeah yeah, 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 Jesus way. my life is in. Every person
1: that's going through, lift your hands and say with me. I know I can. I, know that I, I,
0: I I got a witness in here somewhere. I know. I know that I Hallelujah. Can. No matter what may come, no matter what, Hallelujah. come Jesus, my way. No Jesus, my life is in. Oh, I love you so much, Jesus. With you, I know I can. Jesus, I can. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. No matter what, come, no matter what think, come my way, no i Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My life can your life. Come on and stand with me. I know. I know, I uh, I know you can make it. I know you can know No matter what may no I up my way. i My God, it. No matter what may come out of God, I pray you. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No matter what you go going through, his grace and mercy do it for us.
3: Wow, what powerful lyrics. My life is in your hands by Kirk Franklin. Welcome back. We are on air live from Lagos. You can dial in at 516-453-9133 and press 1 to join the conversation brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. This is a product of Beverly Nation, and tonight's topic is the unexpected journey of life. Myself, Genesis Amaris-Kemp, and my co-host, Diedrich L. Moon, have been unpacking this topic and sharing how our journeys have been interwoven and how different messes that we went through curated the message that we needed for the season that we were in. And without further ado, I want to welcome Caller 2. You are on air live from Lagos. Please state your name and where you're calling in from.
6: Hi, Genesis. This is Ebony. How are you? Ebony Don Stark.
3: I am doing well, Ebony. How are you this evening? I'm also well, and I just want to say hello to your guests as well. Thank you. His name is Diedrich L. Moon. Hi, Diedrich.
4: Hi, Ebony. How are you this evening?
6: I'm doing well, thank you.
3: So, Ebony, when you think about the topic tonight The unexpected journey of life What is one Incident that you encountered In your life where you Were able to turn that mess Into a message to get you Up on your feet and get you To the place that you needed to be
6: Um, You want to look at delayed gratitude And I will say this um, I guess when my Mother died, my mother died at um, the age of 41, I was 22. And that forced me to level up as a woman because she was, you know, always taking care of me, making sure I did this, making sure I did that. And by her passing, it forced me to grow up and to be a, a woman. I had, to, I, had to put on, I had to put on my big girl pants.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: And it's never easy delay, losing gratitude. a parent. No, it's definitely Delayed not gratitude. easy. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not easy. Um, because she died from cancer, so we watched her die. You know, she was diagnosed in ninety five. She died ninety eight. So we watched her battle. But I appreciate the lessons that I learned in my twenty two years, and as I reflect back on my life, these past 23 years without her, um, I moved as if she's still here because she left such a powerful impact.
3: And thank you for sharing that,
6: Anthony. Thank you so much. And I do have, if you don't mind, I do have something else just to share. That's all right. Sure. I would like to congratulate Genesis and Amaris Kemp on her O&E syndicated station, all-time connection record with her seventh all-time with the Darling Lawrence Championship.
3: Thank you so much, Ebony, for the amazing news. And I want to thank all the listeners who tune in to support me, my various co-hosts that I bring on, and most importantly, for supporting Beverly Nation online radio and Looking Glass Entertainment because without our corporate sponsors, without the work that our amazing DJ does, we wouldn't be here. So for everyone that does something on the forefront or behind the scenes, I thank you for everything that you do day in and day out to make sure that this station keeps on going and we're able To allow our voices to be the voice for the voiceless, and we're able to curate spaces and bring powerful segments to this world because there's so much negativity going on. But this station allows us to bring positive vibes, positive energies, and allow us to talk about topics that really matter dearly to us where we're able to leave our imprint. And while we're leaving an imprint, we're driving an impact for all of us to be world changers. So thank you so much, Ebony, for tuning in, sharing how delayed gratitude and the loss of your mother, um, it was a hard time for you to go through, but you're able to look back and, you know, resonate with those fond memories that you and your mother shared. And now by you being able to share what it feels like to lose a parent with somebody else because you and I have talked about this behind the scenes because I lost my dad and you lost your mother. And I just want to thank you for just coming on here tonight.
6: Thank you so much. And I'm very proud of you, Genesis. I told you, I have, you are my hero and I just admire, admire who you are. admire your strength and, and, and I am truly, truly watching your journey. Enjoy watching the journey. Thank you.
3: Thank you so much. And now we're going to tune back in to tonight's segment, The Unexpected Journey of Life. We are on air live from Lagos. Dial in at 516-453-9133 and press 1 to join the conversation brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. This is a product of Beverly Nation Online Radio, and my co-host tonight is Diedrich L. Moon. He is the author of The Unexpected Journey, Fire and Goal, and he is a girl dad. Him and his daughter are best friends. He helps her with her business, and they write books together and doing some incredible things. So, Diedrich, let's pick up on the story where you were really talking about Haley her going through bullying, that bullying led her to being depressed. Um, Going through anxiety, she had some suicidal attempts, and then you really having to step into the role as mother and father because as she became a young woman, you were doing a lot of things for her that, quote, unquote, a woman should do, and you were figuring it out by yourself. So you had to have the grit, you had to have the resilience, the perseverance, and et cetera, but most importantly, you were instilled in prayer. By your grandmother. Your grandmother was a pivotal woman in your life, and all of the things that you went through have strengthened you. And not to say that the journey isn't always going to be easy, but you continue to learn over time. So I want you to dive a little bit deeper in because this story is just so powerful, and I know someone is going to need to hear what you are depositing tonight.
4: So, um, as I was saying, you know, uh, prior to the commercial break and everything, or music break, I'm sorry, I um, escalated everything to, like, the powers that be in an attempt to get her help, and no one would help me. Um, You know, I also, you know, told her mother about it and said, hey, you need to step in because the problem is the child's mother. And father to mother, I can't fight her. It's a losing battle. Me being a man and me being a black man going against a woman, that's a battle I cannot win. It has to be mother to mother. And you need to step in and you need to talk to that mother and you need to put her in place. My daughter's mother would not do anything, she would not, you know, defend her or whatever. And, you know, I felt some kind of way about it back then, but, you know, I'm over it now, and I'm well past it, um, because I realize now she didn't step in because it wasn't for her to step in. It was for me to handle, and it was my fight that God placed up. It was my mission and my fight, and no one could help me on it except for myself, God, and one special person. So, um I eventually ended up raising things above, you know, the local school level and local um, local authorities, and I ended up having to raise things to Congress and ended up having to also escalate them up to the White House. So I reached out to President Obama, and once I reached out to President Obama and got him to respond, uh, this is all of a sudden when some action starts to happen. And um, he wrote us a letter. And only did he write us a letter, he also uh, wrote the uh, the U.S. Department of Education and said that you guys need to investigate this and you guys need to put a stop to this of what's going on. So once he took action, all of a sudden, heads started to roll. Uh, we started getting phone calls back or they started responding to my phone calls and emails and things that I've been leaving over a month's time and so on and so forth. Um, now, whether we ended up getting justice or not, that's neither here nor there. I'll leave it to the readers to see or whatever as they read the book. I'm not going to share that story. But one thing that I will share is that, you know, uh, because of we caused a lot of chaos in that town, in that city, in that state once the president got involved, we had to get out of town, and we had to move. So that, you know, I could keep my daughter safe um, so that, you know, she wouldn't not only become a further victim of her bully, but so that she wouldn't become a victim of the school system and the uh, judicial system in retaliation and also myself. Now, what they probably should have done was, you know, placed us in witness protection or something to that effect, but they didn't do that. So I ended up having to place my daughter and myself in witness protection and moving away and telling no one uh, that we moved away, like didn't tell my siblings, didn't tell uh, my friends or whatever. I just moved in the middle of the night one night, and when we moved, we kept it real quiet. Only told it told those that needed to know or whatever, like uh, our payroll systems and things of that nature. Well, anyway, because I made the the, the decision to protect my daughter and myself you know that ended up coming back to bite me later on in life and that my employer ended up using it against me and ended up terminating my employment because I moved away and they said that the reason that I moved away was to achieve and to receive illegal benefits and everything and that was never the case so i ended up presenting things to them as they were showing them all of the proof and everything that they needed and they didn't believe anything they just wanted to go with the effect of this is the narrative that they painted of me and that I did it all for legal benefits and everything, despite me having the police records to prove what I said, despite me having the court records to prove that this was the case and everything. They didn't believe anything. So I ended up getting terminated. As I said, as a result of everything, I ended up having to bring up this really big legal case and federal lawsuit against them. For everything. And it was funny because they never really had the intent on terminating my employment. What they actually had the intent on doing was stripping away the benefits that allowed me to work from home. And in stripping away those benefits that allowed me to work from home, you know, they wanted me to report back to headquarters and have to come into the office a couple of times a day. And I said, you know, no, you guys know good and well I've been allowed to work from home because I have accommodations that allow me to work from home for, like, medical reasons, and now you guys are trying to say that those medical reasons are null and void. Well, after I filed a complaint with the union against them about trying to strip away my benefits, then that's when they came back and terminated my employment. And so the the complaint that I filed was like, you know, them ripping away my benefits plus retaliation for them terminating me after I filed a complaint or whatever. I'm not going to get into the outcome of that because that's a story for another day. You got to read the book. But anyway, um, all of that being said, you know, this was just a really hard, um, you know, journey for me because, like, you know, I never thought that this would happen. I envisioned myself, you know, finishing my career, you know, at that place um, or whatever and just going off into the sunset. And, you know, um, after I retired, my intent was to become a professor. So I was going to go back, teach on the the college level and everything about uh, whatever subject that I wanted to at some point in time. But unfortunately, God had a different plan. And God said, I'm going to promote you, and I'm going to allow you to teach now. And I'm not going to allow you to teach on the college level. I'm going to allow you to teach on every level. So that's all going to start through your daughter. Your daughter's going to write a book. You're going to leverage that book, and then you're going to share your guys' story. So she's going to write the rules of a big boss. You're going to write the unexpected journey. She's going to write the rules of a little boss. You're going to come back, and you're going to write, Dear daughter. You're going to be sitting here co-hosting this show tonight with Genesis. You're not only going to co-host this show with Genesis, but you're going to be co-hosting the show with Shanique and MJ Davis called Talk Truth Series Live, and I am going to elevate you beyond places that you have never been before, and I'm going to promote you because I trusted you with a little bit, and that little bit was that daughter, and you took care of it, Now I'm going to make you the ruler over many. That's the unexpected journey. When the devil, what the devil meant for bad, God meant for good. And also coming back to what I think it was Ebony said, thank you, Genesis, because you were one of the seeds that helped me be able to bloom. Had I never read Chocolate Drops and Corporate America, I would not have had the baseline to be able to write the Unexpected Journey. I would not have had the motivation to be able to write The Unexpected Journey. So congratulations to you, and thank you for helping pull me up and elevate me to a new platform. Thank you for allowing God to use you for my benefit for my daughter's benefit.
3: Thank you so much, Diedrich, for saying that. And just thank you so much for just sharing your story, because sometimes we never know how sharing our stories may touch somebody's life and someone may never tell us thank you, but you know that they benefited from what we're saying, but it's not here for us to be put on a pedal stool or get instant gratification or anything. We are here to be obedient and do what was imparted inside of us to do. So when I wrote my book, Chocolate Drop in Corporate America, from the pit to the palace, it was sharing the story of what I went through working for a Fortune 500 oil and gas company, but never did I think that my book was going to catapult and be so significant in Diedrich Moon's life for him to start to put a pen to paper and write his memoir, The Unexpected Journey, Fire and Goal. So sometimes in life, there are certain things that we are led to do, and you never know how that thing is going to turn around or come full full focus and full-fledged, but as long as you are obedient and you listen to what has placed on your heart and what was, you know, sunken down in your spirit, then you start to see how things formulate. But before we dive in deeper, we're going to go to our next track by International Internet Radio Hall of Fame disc jockey Enshrinee DJ Olasky. DJ, hit that beat.
0: Oh, let's rock um, Everybody Come on, put your hand out there Make some noise Pipe it up
3: It's powerful You ain't seen nothing yet Because sometimes in life We think that the enemy has us By surprise Or we think that the ball May be in someone else's court Or we think maybe that our employer Has the final say The doctor has the final say When in actuality You ain't seen nothing yet The final say is held in the hands of the maker. The final say is what Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider, is going to do. And the enemy does not win. The enemy is defeated. And the power that lies within you and the power of your voice to curate your story is breaking the back of the enemy. And that song that you just heard was The Best is Yet to Come by Donald Lawrence. But before we dive back into our topic, the unexpected journey of life, we have caller three in the queue. And then Dietrich is going to tell us a surprise with respect to the footstool analogy that I just mentioned. So welcome, caller three. Where are you calling in from? And state your name. Hello. Hi, caller. How are you?
2: Hey, how are you? This is Mo Love and Mo Pain. We calling Hi, in Mo from Love. the South, nice to you. Hey, my sister. You are a true lady. I appreciate you. You are awesome, lady. Your listen, your guest. Shout out to you, D.L. Moon. Man, you are the truth in the booth. And um, this is from us because we're trying to. Bring the word out, because you're doing what we want to do. Tonight, y'all are really speaking the unheard word. So shout out to DJ O. He is the man for just putting all this stuff together. Look, everybody, listen, this is not by chance. This is by purpose and design. We're supposed to be speaking. Our story's supposed to be heard. And it's, it's, it's the stories we're telling are not stories. They're the truth. They're our lives. We're the gifts that that God gives to the world because we gave ourselves to him. And you said it, sister, and you still the deal when you said his name is Jehovah. Jehovah is his name. It's the most high God. And everybody needs to know it. Everybody should hear it because that's the healing of of who we are and what we do. And this is what we're supposed to do. So I want everyone to know tonight I'm grateful for you. But I hope that they actually tune in to hear what we have to say also, because you're the beginning. Listen, it's an Old Testament and a New Testament. That word got to be heard, and it needs to be heard from the spirit and from the soul. It needs to be heard in, in, the, in the presence of truth because we lived it, not just because we heard it or read it, because we lived it. Our lives tell it. Our stories is our lives, man, and that's what we're here to give. And we're here to give it uncut and uncensored raw so that people can really feel this story because that's what changes things, and that's what we're here to do. And that's our gift. Our gift is having enough strength to tell the truth. So, listen, I hope to God that the people who love you love us the way they love you because you're the truth in the booth, lady. And you are Thank so amazing. Girl, you were speaking the truth. You stopping, Linda. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure most. Mo Payne got a whole lot more to say than me. So we just want to let y'all know we riding with y'all and we pray y'all ride with us because all we got is each other and we fam and this is the family of truth. Listen, our father's voice needs to be heard, and we his children, so it's time for us to speak. The world talk all the time, so now it's our time. Someone gave us a platform, so we're grateful for it. So that's for me to you. Peace out. Listen, I think it's like December 28th. We got to have more to say, man. So it's Mo pain, Mo Love, peace to my sister, peace to my brother. I'm going to hear from you, too, but you need to hear from the better half, Mr. Mo Payne. He insane. Here he go.
3: Yes. Go ahead, Mo Pain, and I thank you y'all ladies. Nothing much. Just, you know what I say? Six feet above ground is better than six feet in the ground. And as long as I'm here, I'm still living and breathing. That means that God is not through with me yet. There's still more fire that needs to come out of this mount. And that Jehovah, dira and as my friend Kyle, if you've never heard Kyle Jacko, he always says this, say his name, God. And when he first said it, at first I thought, I thought, when he first said that, Mo when he said say and say, I thought he was going to say George Floyd. And then he's like, no, his name is God, G-O-D. So sometimes you just have to shout it from the rooftop because if you know what God has done for you and where he found you, then there's no denying who God is because what God is for you may be different than what he is for somebody else. But he's still Alpha and Omega. He's still the beginning and the end. He's still Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our Provider. He's still El Shaddai. He's still Elohim. He's everything that we need him to be. And I'm so thankful that I'm doing this life with God than without God. Because when God found me, oh, boy, I was a wretch. And, you know, I was crooked. I was doing things that I was not pleased with because I didn't know the woman that God wanted me to be. But, Mo Payne, I want you to drop some gems because that's why we're here tonight, gems.
0: You know My what? co-host,
3: Dietrich and I, we are sharing a lot of it, but it takes all of us coming together to build this community I and really, this platform.
1: Okay.
0: Dietrich,
1: I'm sorry for not acknowledging you. How How you doing? The message that y'all put out there, and you say you want me to drop something, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people that know me, they don't know nothing but Mo pain. I've done over 700 shows, and for the last 18, 19 years, I didn't know nothing but Mo pain. I had a head trauma in 91, and I wasn't Ray Dobbins no more. I've been Mo Payne ever since. I've been trying to find Ray Dobbins, And it's crazy that it's coming this way because I'm not more pain right now because I need to hear and see a whole lot of stuff. I hear a lot of stories where people done did a lot of struggling. I done dealt with the struggles and the mental health. I done did 36 months on a six-month sentence. I got a case against the state right now that I'm not focusing on because I'm focusing on Jehovah. I hear people say God, and they say God, and they say God, and they say God, and I ain't got no problem with that, but that's my father. I know his name. I don't have to keep calling him God because his name is Jehovah, and I tell people his name is Jehovah because people say what he's done for them. I don't say it. I scream it. I should not be alive. I should not have did all the comedy shows I did with all the big people I have done them with. I should not exist if it was not for Jehovah and if my message wasn't more than comedy. It just took a minute for me to get to this point and for me to be able to have the nerve to tell people. I didn't know my family for the last 15, 16 years. My wife came and got me and brought me back to my family where I'm at now. And to me, I'm in chaos because it's a change for me. I'm used to going on stage three, four times a week. I'm used to having money in my pocket. I'm used to kicking it with all of these different people. Well, right now, it's not time for that. Right now, it's time to heal, and the only way I can heal is through truth. A lot of people that would call in to our show, they might not like what they hear because I don't agree with a lot of stuff my wife says, but I'm going to say it because the truth overcomes everything. Other night, I heard a show, and these people kept talking about we're dying from corona. I don't feel that way. I feel like we're being murdered. I feel like this is murder, undercover, I feel like I've seen and watched so much chaos that if our voices don't be heard, we're going to keep seeing and keep watching chaos. A lot of scared to talk. A lot of scared to say what's on our mind and what we really truly feel. I've dealt with mental health, but it ain't nothing because Jehovah got me still standing right here.
3: Amen. And thank you so much, Mo Payne. And Mo Love, because you always have to have pain in order to really embrace the love. Or sometimes you love through the pain, but all in all, love and pain goes hand in hand because sometimes it's the pain that produces you to really love and love beyond the surface level, but that unconditional love to go beyond what the human eye can see. And that's what God Does for us. He loves us in the pain and then he always picks us up. And with that, we're going to jump in to the next caller. So, caller four, you are on air live from Lagos. And this is being brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. This is a product of Beverly Nation. Myself and my co host, Diedrich L. Moon, we want to thank you for calling in. So, state your name and tell us where you're calling in from.
7: Hello, how are you, Genesis, and how are you, Dietrich? Um, My name is Antonia Bass, and I just wanted to say regarding all that you all stand for, it's really lovely. I um, was fortunate to make sure that I tuned in tonight uh, to hear all of the goodness that became out of all of the ills that uh, Dedrick had, you know, to withstand from the time he had to deal with the you know, the house burning down, grandmother's passing, and getting a chance to live, and the story that led to all that positivity that came out of it. Now, as for his daughter, I would say this much. Um, he's a good dad. I give him credit, and I have a lot of respect for him the way he tried to handle the matter, even with her mother. Um, I um, am happy for you, too, because Uh, It sounds like you all are a well-rounded family, not because of, you know, the way I see it personally, but just to be able to say that the outcome was due to the effort and the faith, and unfortunately, the affliction that was imposed upon you all, and my heart goes out. So, you know, with prayers being intact, I wish I were capable of doing more. I would God knows help. I would even help Jerry Petito if I were capable uh, with the situation involving the person who had the homelessness issue that came about recently. But my prayers are about the best thing I can extend. And i say you did a great job um, making sure Dedrick covered a lot of material that gave a lot of us hope and can still say there's still some good guys out there. Uh, From what it sounds like, he definitely – me to have the the Dad of the Year Award, and uh, thank you very much, Genesis, for bringing them to us, and, and congratulations on your 720 of the Darling Lawrence, uh, you know, all-time um, international, you know, uh, contest that you've won, because you're more than well-deserved. So God bless you, and um, Jehovah best bless you, as you say, Jehovah Jara, okay?
3: Thank you so much, Antonia, and thank you for supporting me. And for those of you who are listening, Antonia, Bats is also a O N E show host here on. Beverly Nation Online Radio, Looking Glass Entertainment. She is a part of the O.N.E. dynasty. She's family. She's legendary. And we all do this together. And I love that each one of us can call in and support one another because we all have something amazing to bring to this platform. And I just want to thank you so much, Antonia. And tell the listeners when your next show is.
7: Um, I would say the uh, producer... Um, our radio international hall of Famer, Um He can tell you, please, uh, because I have to admit um, I don't have the calendar for my my show. Okay, Thank
3: no you. worries. I'll. I'll make sure that it does get um, posted later on. And our last guest was Mo Payne and Mo Love, and they're also um, hosts here on this platform. And we're going to jump on over to Caller 5. Caller 5, you are on air live from Legos. For those of you who are still listening, dial in at 516-453-9133 and press 1 to join the conversation being brought to you by Looking Glass Entertainment. A product of Beverly Nation Online Radio. My host, my co host is Diedrich L. Moon, and we're talking about the unexpected journey of life because we've all been on this roller coaster ride. Call life YOLO. Caller five, you're <laughs> on air live.
0: Genesis, this is an outstanding yes.
1: show. This is Tara Sprint. I'm, I'm really enjoying the show. I want to say congratulations.
7: To your connection record,
1: uh, and I'm enjoying your guest Dietrich, outstanding guest. His story is very inspirational, and I'm glad you guys are talking about this. About this, I'm just here to support you, and I'm really enjoying the show. It's very inspirational.
3: Thank you so much, Terrace. And you are another phenomenal host here on ONE Dynasty. So I want you to tell the listeners when your next show is and how they could tune in to your segment.
7: Uh, my next show
1: is tomorrow, tomorrow evening, the Know Your Right show with Terrace Strength. And I'll be on at 9:05 on Facebook Live and at 9:30 on Black Talk.
3: And thank you so much, Terrace, for tuning in and supporting myself and Diedrich Moon. We really appreciate it. So, Diedrich, now we're going back to you. And I want you to share your surprise with respect to the footstool analogy. Because we mentioned earlier how God will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. But it also says he will make your enemies your footstool. And sometimes people get the vain com- um the vain mindset and be like, oh, yes, Lord, I'm going to have me a nice, comfy footstool. But metaphorically speaking, that can mean something different to somebody else, depending on how you read that parable in the Bible. So I want you to give us your surprise tonight.
4: Hold on one second. I'm going to do something impromptu. I want my daughter to hear this. Hold on one second. Haley, come here. I need a. Haley. I need a. uh...
3: So, for those of you listening, we talked about Haley, Haley, and she's also an author, too. So, I'll tell you a little bit about Haley while she's coming. So, Haley is the co author of the book, The Unexpected Journey Fire and Gold. Haley. Uh, has her own book called The Rules of a Big Boss. She also has her own merchandise line where she has the Rules of a Big Boss logos and et cetera. Her book is on self love. It's a manual for young and adult women to maximize higher self esteem. Haley developed an accompanying ex- clothing and accessory line, as I mentioned before, in support of boat books. She's, she has been featured on ABC 11 News, Spectrum One, Fox 34 News. WBOC 16 news television shows print magazines and podcasts and she is only 13 years old. Right, Diedrich?
4: She's 14 now, but yes, Ooh, everything boy. else is accurate. <laughs> and Genesis, you've known me long enough to know that I go off script all the time. I go by feel. I go by feelings and read another room. So that being said. I'm not going to answer your question just yet. I want to really set the table. So the scripture that you have been referencing was about the um, making your enemies your footstool. I actually want to read that scripture before I say it, and I want Haley okay. to hear it. So the okay. exact scripture, Psalms 110 and it's verses 1 through 4, and I'm reading from the NIV version. It says, The Lord says to my Lord, the second Lord is in lower case. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. The Lord will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, saying, rule in the midst of your enemies. I'm going to read that last part one more time. Rule in the midst of your enemies. What does that mean? What does that mean for me? And what does it mean for you? It goes back to Psalm 23 where it says, I will make a table for you in the presence of my my enemies. So the Lord has set a table for Haley and I in the presence of our our enemies in that. Our books are now carried in the library system where all of these events transpire. They carry not just one book, but all of our books in hard copy, paperback, and digital formats. But not only that, the school where a lot of these events transpired has invited Haley and I back because they want Haley to speak and present because they feel like she will be an inspiration for the next generation of children and give them someone that they can look up to, give them someone that they can look look up to who looks like them. And the social worker at that school has been tuning in to different events and everything that Haley and I have been having, and she's been doing it because she wants to support her, and she wants to support someone who has a mission, who has a vision, and has a purpose to empower and to inspire. So in that sense, he made our enemies a footstool, and also prepared the table for us in the presence of our enemies, showing that we can go back to that bad land once again. And then going back to that bad land, we can help pull others out. So God had a purpose all, all along in everything to happen, not only to her but to me, and it was not to harm us. It was to help us help other people.
3: Wow, that is amazing, and congratulations, Haley and Diedrich, because I'm so glad that I have gotten the pleasure of getting to know you and your daughter on the forefront as well as behind the scenes, and we're going to take our sixth caller of the night. Caller, you are on air live Hi, how are Hi, you college. tonight,
8: Genesis? Hi,
3: this I is Chantilla uh, well. J.
8: Good, good. And to you, Dietrich. Hi. And, Dietrich, how are you tonight? I'm blessed. How are you this evening? I'm fine, thank you. And a shout out to your daughter, Haley, as well. Um, I, I've just enjoyed this whole show tonight. So many wonderful things that have been said, uh, inspiring things, uh, you know, things that people can relate to. And I'm quite sure that you've touched a lot of people tonight with your testimonials as well. And uh, the last thing you said, you know, with you and your daughter uh, uh, quoting the scripture in the Bible. And that is just so awesome and so very amazing how it relates to your story and what your daughter went through, you know, with all the bullies and everything that she went through in those schools and in the libraries. And it's just awesome that she now is a testimony at the age of 13 or 14 now and how she can now go and talk about it and encourage other people that that are going through right now what she has gone through and she's overcome it. And now, all of her enemies from her foot school. So this is just so amazing and incredible. And to your daughter, Haley, just continue to do what you're doing, sweetie. And, you know, the sky is the limit. Continue to put God first and keep knowing that you can do all things to Christ who strengthens you. And, again, Genesis, the show is awesome. Thank you so much for having me tonight.
3: And thank you so much, Chinchilla, and I want you to tell the listeners when your next show is.
8: Okay, my show is uh, Sunday, this upcoming Sunday, December 26th, 9.30 p.m., and this is the final Sunday of December and the final Sunday of 2021. So definitely tune in Sunday, 9.30 p.m. for News Forum, and this Sunday we will be Uh, Having different uh, wrongfully incarcerated people come on the show and their families uh, that have been on the show throughout this year and just to get an update on where their cases stand. And every week we do different uh, wrongful conviction cases and other types of criminal injustices. And again, thank you.
3: Thank you so much, Chinchilla Jay, for tuning in and supporting myself and my co-host, Diedrich Elmu. We really appreciate you. And congratulations for all the work that you are doing to make sure that people get the justice that they need and deserve. Thank you again for calling in to Gem's radio segment tonight. So, Diedrich, based on our conversation tonight, the unexpected journey of life and this roller coaster ride us talking about how messes can, messes can turn into messages and how the tests that we go through can very well be our testimony what are your final thoughts to summarize everything that we have discussed tonight
4: trust god be like meshach shadrach and abednego and trust god to bring you through all excuse me be like meshach shadrach Shad and abednego And trust God to take you through, to carry you through all of the fires in life. He will never leave nor forsake those that truly exercise faith and trust in him.
3: Amen. And for those of you who do not know who Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is, Dietrich, elaborate on this because three of my core pillars with GEMS is to educate, inspire, and motivate And while we're encompassing those three pillars, I want to make sure not only do we inspire people tonight, but we motivate them to do something outside of the ordinary. And we also educate them with something that they could take and hold on to, as well as go back out and do their due diligence and research. So elaborate who those three boys are, because I know who they are, but someone may not know.
4: So, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, you guys guys can actually find the story in Daniel 3.16. It's kind of easy to remember because John 3.16. Just remember Daniel 3.16. But anyway, uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, if I was going to describe them best, I would say they were wise men or whatever. they weren't the the three wise men that anointed Jesus and bought him gifts, but they were wise men in the grand scheme of things. Um, Back in, I believe it was Jerusalem, I believe they were in Anyway, uh, the king, King Nebuchadnezzar Had set up this golden image Sorry, not this golden image, this golden statue It was a golden calf And he had said that, or made a royal decree That everyone in the kingdom needed to um, worship the golden calf and they needed to worship at a certain time. I believe it was like when a harp and lyre played or whatever. And Meshach, uh, Shadrach, and Abednego were friends with Daniel. So everyone knows the story. Most Christians know the story of Daniel and the lion's den or whatever. But anyway, um, they said no. They weren't going to do it. They only knew one Lord, one God, and that's who they were going to worship. And... Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar said that anyone that did not worship the golden image, sorry, the golden statue, when he said it, they would be thrown into the fire or be burned alive. So uh, some witnesses saw that, you know, uh, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego did not drop down and bow to the the golden calf or whatever when the music and the harp and everything uh, played. They continued to go about their day and do as they did, and they only ended up praying to God. So Nebuchadnezzar had them brought forth uh, before the kingdom or whatever, and as witnesses, and I'm going to show you what happens to these holy men, and I'm, I'm going to kill them. And in killing them, it's going to put the rest of you guys, as far as the kingdom, in line. So he ordered the guards to turn the fire up, the furnace up. It was either three times as high or seven times as high. I don't remember off the top of my head. But anyway, turn the volume up. So they turned the furnace up so high that when they opened the furnace, or so when the guards opened the furnace, they ended up getting smoked. So they ended up burning alive or whatever and turned into dust. And um, King Nebuchadnezzar said, okay, throw them in. And after having them bound with rope, he threw uh, the three uh, three in, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And as they, he threw them in the fire, he saw them walking in the fire. But when he saw them walking in the fire, he said, I don't see three people. I see four. And I see Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. And that fourth person looks like the Lord. It looks like the Spirit of the Lord. So, he ordered them to come out, and when they came out uh, of the fire, they weren't, bar- they weren't burned. There was no uh, uh, semblance of them being in the fire. The only difference was was that the ropes that had bound them had been burned off, but there, no harm had come to them, and no harm had come to them because they exercised faith, and God carried them through that fire that was meant to harm them in taking their life. And on that day, Nebuchadnezzar came to realize that there was only one true God, and that was the God of Moses, Meshach, Shadrach, and Bendigo, um, and, every, uh, and everyone that preceded them. So that's what it means when it, when it says that um, God will carry you through the fire and everything. And that's also the, the, uh, the tagline for our business is that my daughter and I are forged through fire. We're forged through the fire because God brought us through it, and we're forever bonded with one another, as Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego are and were, through the story of Daniel
3: 3.16. Amen, and thank you so much, Diedrich, for dropping that wisdom, that fire, and experience and et cetera because I the reason why I wanted you to share that was because I knew there was something more inside of you that needed to be pulled out and somebody needed to hear who Meshat Meshad Abendigo were, the three boys, because even though they were thrown in the fire And someone looked down, the fire did not consume them. So even if you're walking through hell right now, metaphorically speaking, the hell that you're walking in, you will see it no more. This is just a mere test. It is something that is temporary, not permanent. And you are coming out of this refined like a fine, precious diamond, a ruby and gold. So do not shrink and give up. Pull up and POP, because your POP is you being prepared on purpose. And with that being said, we're going to go into negozi time, and then I'll be back on air.
9: Well, first of all, I want to thank all the folks who counted that robbery to be here tonight. Now, let me explain about uh, Fiery Furnace Experience. Uh, tonight we are being broadcast by Second Generator. Uh, I had a situation uh, in my studio tonight that all power went off. And so what would have happened was this show probably would have never been broadcast. But how about this? How about what the Almighty does? He allows a way to do what we need to do on a constant basis. So I want to thank him, (coughs) the main person tonight. And his name, of course, is the Almighty Creator, Jehovah Jabba, right? My provider. So thank you, Jehovah Jireh, for providing the the generator tonight for our show. Right, Genesis? (laughs) And, of course, course, um, our man of the hour, uh, Dietrich, I want to thank you and your daughter, Haley, for your testimony of life continuous. Because not what happened in the past, because today was the first day of the rest of your life. And we want to thank all the folks that counted out robbery to call in tonight. And, of course,
0: all of
9: the people that called in. ONE Dynasty reigning commissioner, Ebony Dawn Starks. The 2020 Sonya Griffin Award winning linear New Host of the Year, Mr. Tara Strunk will be on tomorrow night with, of course, that great Know Your Rights. The 2020 International Internet Radio Broadcasting nominee, Ms. Antonia Vats. Thank you so much. The 2021 Sonya Griffin Award winner, Ms. Tenshilla J, Thank you so much. And, of course, our new interns, Mo love and Mo pain tonight. Thank you so much. And my name is Ngozi. You know who I am. I've done some things. And you love me. You should. And tomorrow night, again, Terrace Strength, know your rights, 9 30 Eastern Standard on these ONI stations. And of course, Beverly Nation is advertising to ONI, which is a and Ngozi Enterprise, which is a course at, at Com, as well as Ngozi Prime Time 1 at Com. We're in Ngozi Time, both on Twitter and Instagram. Follow them goes here, there. Google. Plus, follow the leader goes here, Facebook is worth our business page, Gems, as well as the historic Beverly Nation Online Radio established 2013. And any the comments, suggestions, or one for programming tonight? O, oh, lay, day, lay. That goes with my and GL.com, and I am the 2021 International Internet Radio Producer, Shriney. The 2019 Disc Jockey, But most importantly, your loving and father's State father, producer, Oladella Malewin Gozi, saying good night and good luck. So all of the folks that have been Force Radio to support us on a constant basis, we congratulate Genesis of Mars Kemp on our 7th ONE syndicated station all-time connection records. And also, last but not least, thank you to the 2021 Lifetime Achievement Award winner for the International Internet Radio Hall of Fame, the Jersey Jewel, this Jerry Petito. Now, Genesis Marquez, Marquette, stay in line now. you got two minutes and ten seconds left to go on the program.
3: Whoop, whoop. And thank you so much for all of those incredible accolades and showing uh, amazing shout-out to everyone that has tuned in and supported tonight. Y'all, I just want to say that life is going to be, you know, very, 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 Hard at times, but it's also going to be very easy at times. And I like to say that life is a roller coaster ride. There's going to be highs and lows, ups and downs, turns, zigzags, and et cetera. But how you deal with each season in your life is what's going to matter the most. And count it all joy when trials and tribulations come, because they don't last always. Count it all joy whenever your haters, your critics, and your naysayers pop out. Just let them be your motivator. Sometimes they project their insecurities on you because they want to see if you can make it. They want to see are you that cream of the crop. They want to see if you're going to wither, shrivel up, and et cetera. But allow them to fuel the fire because as long as they're talking, that means you're doing something right. And stop looking too far to the left or too far to the right on what somebody else is doing, but get your vision focused and I mean laser-clear focus on your life and the journey that you're on, because it's not time to shake and bake like Ricky Bobby, but it is time for you to allow the voice, your personal voice, to be ignited, your voice to raise, your voice to, to stand up. So I just want to leave that with you, and I want to recap. Each song that you heard tonight curated the message of The Unexpected Journey of Life. The first song was The Climb by Miley Cyrus. The second song was Life Song by Casting Crowns. The third song was My Life is in Your Hands by Kirk Franklin. And the fourth song was The Best is Yet to Come. Because each one of those songs had a prevalent message that needed to be curated tonight. So when you think about all the things that you heard Dietrich Moon and I say, I want you to let it marinate. In tonight, And remember that your life is not created by accident. You have purpose, you are here on purpose, and you do not need to live your life in the shadows of somebody else. As long as you believe in Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider, and you know who El Shaddai is, and you know that he's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, then everything will be just all right. Once again, my name is Genesis Amaris Kemp, and you just heard gems radio segment, here on Looking Glass Entertainment, a product of Beverly Nation Online Radio. My co-host and I wish you a happy holiday, Merry Christmas, and may you have a blessed and prosperous new year. Tis the season to be jolly because all the cards lie within your hand. Watch the words you release out of your mouth, pay attention to what you allow in your air gate, and be mindful of what you allow your eye gate to see. Because all of that will curate a message. You are great. You're destined for greatness. And we believe in you. And without further ado, once again, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight and spending your time with Diedrich Moon and I, Genesis Amaris Kemp. And thank you once again from Looking Glass Entertainment, a product of Beverly Nation, online radio, and our amazing DJ tonight for playing all the fabulous songs that we curated. Have a blessed and prosperous night, y'all. We're rooting for you. And pop. Prepared on purpose. K
0: classic. K
1: classic. Hello. Listen, the song is crazy. You know, I, I got an idea though. Make it a little crazy. Well, can't you can't stop this
0: here. You can't stop this here. Work too hard, my God. I'm going to play my card. I'm going to leave your atmosphere. It's so toxic. And I
4: hear your gotcha. I'm aware they wear got But I got no options. And I can't be stopped. I'm going to keep on walking. And my power and my purpose. And that back bike is so worthless. And my face on and it's working. i want one of one and I'm certain that I won the battle. It's over. We did it. I'm still complete. I'm Pete. No limit. Stop it. It's me and Corbin in the pocket. Got the plug in the socket. So- they told you that you couldn't do it because you washed up. Like them bad girl.